and welcome back to Kvikminderpod, an Icelandic cinema podcast. I'm Rob Watts, and on this podcast I discuss 21st century Icelandic film with my good friend Ellie Cawthorn. This week we discuss our trip to Iceland via Denmark and the London Film Festival. Hello Ellie. Hi Rob. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for inviting me over to record at the one time of a week where there's bell ringing practice next door. <laughs> I love my Thursday nights in this flat. Yeah, the local church do their bell ringing practices for like three hours on a Thursday evening. So if anyone thinks they can hear a very distant bell, it's not like the death knell ringing. It's it's on our end. Yeah, I'd like to say it was like purposely for this episode because it makes a bit of sense. Yeah, true. But yeah. Um, it's not. No, but I'd be surprised if anyone can hear it. But if you can, there, there's your reason. Um, we're here for a quick episode because it's that time of year, or it was that time of year, for London Film Festival. Woohoo! Uh, people who listen to this podcast know we were there last year, mm-hmm. virtually. We saw Lamb and Cop Secret, uh, and we did a little episode about our initial thoughts on those. Mm-hmm non-spoilery uh so we thought we'd do the same again this year but with the one film that was playing at london film festival one film but you know it's worth delving into in more depth so we will do that hopefully in future i hope so and i'll explain at the end exactly why
So this film is Godland from director Lena Palmerson, who we of course know mm-hmm. for one of our more recent episodes on Nest, his short film that was at Mubi. And of course, we covered his previous film, A White White Day, in a last series, the series before. I don't know, they've uh, all melded point. into one at some point. <laughs> yes, yeah. and that was one of our favourites, wasn't it? We, we loved that one. Um, so it was very exciting to be invited by the man himself to come and see it on the big screen, whereas he said in our chat with him, it should be seen. Yeah, completely. It's very cinematic, isn't it? It's really cinematic. And this is a man who knows his way around a camera, knows what looks good on the screen, knows how to shoot the country to make it look kind of its best in the worst possible ways, if Mm. you know what I mean. Like it's a it's a stunning landscape, but it's pretty harsh, as we've seen in other films and uh, I can attest to. And this film, like, yeah, it shows a lot of the country. And of course, it's a historical drama. (gasps) Your specialist subject. (laughs) My specialist subject. Uh, My day job, which shall remain unnamed, is, of course, related (laughs) to history. So I was quite excited for that myself. Yeah. I mean, we've not really covered historical no, we haven't. Dramas on this podcast. I'm trying to think of any. More to the detriment of this podcast. So I'm glad they're making a late appearance. Well, finally, we'll get you to talk about something you know a bit about, eh? What? 19th century Iceland. No, you're not covered <laughs> it's not that. not really um, in my wheelhouse, <laughs> but um, I do now. Maybe we should say what it's about. Maybe we should. <laughs> do you want to uh, do the synopsis? You were so good for the county. I think we should do it again. Well, with flattery like that, how can I resist? <laughs> so, we're in the 19th century. Yep. Um, we're in Iceland. Are we? Well, okay, well, mainly in Iceland. We <laughs> open in Denmark. We meet a young priest. He's idealistic. He's essentially a missionary. Yeah. I think. Pretty much. Um, and he's being sent to Iceland to to basically set up a church there mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And his overseer in the church says, be warned, because Iceland is very different to Denmark. Um, it's basically wild. You can't guarantee what's going to happen. The people are kind of backwards, I Brutal? guess. Brutal? Something he says like his that. His inference is that they're, they're kind of looking, backward looking, brutal, unsophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, so we follow Lucas, this young priest, on his journey through Iceland to set up this new church as he, I think it's fair to say, becomes disillusioned with his mission. Oh, okay. And we don't, we want this to not be a spoiler chat, but the story is very straightforward if you say it. And I think that's probably the best point to end the synopsis, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I stopped talking. Oh, <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah, so this is really interesting. So this is it's called Godland in English, but this film is very much about kind of the difference or maybe like a culture clash between Denmark and Iceland. So the film itself has two names and we see them come up on screen. We've got Vanskabtaland, which is Danish, and that means something along the lines of deformed land. Which I found it really interesting that we we learn we learnt in a Q and A at the festival that Helena is Icelandic but lives in Denmark, so he's got this kind of dual identity, cultural thing as well. Going yeah, on. and the film is very much about the two 
nations and cultures coming head to head. And so in the Danish title, we get this idea of Iceland being the deformed land. In the English title, we get Godland, which maybe comes from the Icelandic point of view, maybe just is more of a kind of thematic title. Mm. And then we also have the Icelandic title, which is Volatherland, for which I couldn't find a translation. Mysterious. So I'd be keen to know if anyone does know what that would mean. And so it wouldn't translate to Godland. I don't think so. But I, I have no idea. In my assumption, because we've got all these different points of view, and it's something that the director said at the Q&A, was that sometimes you can't tell who's speaking which language. Mm. And sometimes you can't tell who's you know talking about which country and that sort of thing so you get different viewpoints in different languages so from the icelandic point of view you'd expect it to be something positive not necessarily religious but not necessarily deformed because that's clearly a (laughs) danish kind of point of view isn't it do you know what would make this podcast way more interesting is if you were icelandic and i was danish and then we could you know have it out with our different cultural perspectives on this but sadly that's not the case because as much as i wish it was (laughs) (laughs) because i guess like you say because we've got two languages at play throughout this film inevitably unless you can speak both which maybe i guess quite a few people can i think so well certainly one of the characters can Mm. uh, and director palmason can if you're watching it if you can't speak both languages you are going to get a different experience of the film aren't you if you could just speak danish but not icelandic and vice versa i know obviously you're getting subtitles we're getting a kind of slightly neutralized perspective by getting subtitles for both languages Mm -hmm. which does at points make you have to kind of check your own brain and think oh right right now we're in icelandic now we're in danish because there's all these miscommunications between characters aren't there that are quite central to the plot as well Exactly. And people are saying, wait, I don't understand you what you're saying. And you think, well, he's just said that to you, but oh, he's speaking a different language. Uh-huh. And that's <laughs> it's kind of like it's used for comic effect, but also used for such dramatic effect. And it's not really a spoiler to say that this film goes from being slightly more lighthearted to becoming something a little bit uh, darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, the language plays a huge part in that. But so does the landscape of Iceland. You know, we've got Lucas, played by Elliot Crosserhover. He's our Danish priest. And he basically spends half this film. This is a two and a half hour <laughs> epic. He spends the first half of the film just traveling across Iceland. See, what blew my mind and also kind of stressed me out was at the Q&A after the, the film that we saw with the director. Mm. He talked about how he essentially kind of sets up a scenario and then sees what's going to happen he films Mm -hmm. everything chronologically which maybe explains why the film has got this slightly strange structure of being half of it like you say a journey and then half of it a different story yeah but to me as somebody that like needs everything plotted out in advance (laughs) (laughs) high anxiety but it clearly works clearly works for him yeah did it work for you yeah it did i mean it's we've said this many times on this podcast that the structure doesn't work for like a, um, what you would think of as a Hollywood film structure, like no. a narrative arc. It, it's a very different rhythm to that. Definitely. But I don't think that was to its detriment. No, I, I think you're right. And, you know, we won't go into specifics at all because we're going to save that. But let's just say Iceland looks amazing. 
Yeah. We see a lot of it. Um, and it's all shot in a kind of, in, in a way you might be familiar with if you've seen a Kleiner Palmason film before. Mm-hmm. It's in Academy Ratio with lovely rounded corners. And this film is influenced by a box of photographs from the 19th century that were found in Iceland, taken by a Danish priest. So we see Lucas carrying a camera in the 19th century across Iceland. I was desperate to see those images. I wondered throughout the whole thing whether we would get them at the end. At the end, yeah. But no, have to look them up in our own time. Mm. It's fascinating though, isn't it? Mm. And you say it looks beautiful. I'm not disagreeing. It looks absolutely beautiful. But also, it's Iceland at its most unforgiving. Yes. It's most brutal. It's most cold. It's most alien, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it plays directly into the emotional arc of our main character without going any further. Um, Let's just say... It's reminiscent of films like, and this is really interesting because I said to you in the queue, the last film I'd seen at the BFI was Werner Herzog's Aguirre, (laughs) Wrath of God. And actually, the two bear a kind of striking resemblance as in Aguirre, Wrath of God, you have Klaus Kinski's conquistador, conquistador character traveling to try and find the lost city of El Dorado. And it's this arduous journey and he's battling with faith and you know, he's mm. like, he's going mad as this journey goes on and on. And I guess it's similar to Godland, as well as things like Apocalypse Now. And I was reminded of Kelly Reichardt's films. She makes really interesting westerns. Don't ah. know if you've seen Meek's Cutoff with Paul Dano, Zoe Kazan, no. um, which is fascinating, but it's unlike any western you've ever seen. It's just yeah. people traveling across a harsh landscape. And this film is a lot of that. This made, well, if we're talking about resonances, mm-hmm. for me, the resonance, maybe it's more thematic, is Martin Scorsese's Silence. Oh, have yes. Seen that? I haven't, but I mean, just looking at the uh, image on the poster. Yeah, yeah, it's about Jesuit missionaries in Japan. Mm. Um, and it's a similar kind of questioning of faith. Somebody who's so certain in their own um, worldview being thrown into like a completely different place and essentially falling apart questioning who they are etc definitely i mean even yeah like i said the poster looks quite similar with that kind of grainy priest in his like long black robes neither of them really sell like being a missionary to be honest no i think you really got to uh believe in god to do (laughs) to do the things these guys do but yes i don't think we should say much more really other than to say, if you're familiar with Palmason's work, you're probably going to enjoy it. There are lots of cinematic and filmic similarities between Winter Brothers, his first film, which was in Danish, A White White Day, which was in Icelandic, mm-hmm. and of course, Nest. He's known for using extra long takes. So this film was years and years in the making, as he told us in our chat. There's one shot in particular, which couldn't have been done without sort of setting mm. up a camera for... A very long time, which I find really interesting. And maybe we'll dig more into when we discuss it next year, because the film is being released in the spring by Curzon, which is exciting because this film does deserve to be seen on the big screen, as Cleaner told us. And he was right. And we thank him and Katrin at Snow Globe Films for uh, getting us our tickets Mm. to see this film at London Film Festival. And yeah, I don't really want to say much more. 
everybody go away, see it when it comes out, come back and we'll have a proper chat. That sounds like a great idea. So yeah, that was our London Film Festival experience in NFT1, not non-fungible token. That's just what they call the (laughs) National Film Theatre cinema screens. It was one Icelandic film. It was a great Icelandic film and it's in the official competition. So we'll know whether it um, won London Film Festival after after we've recorded this, sadly. So um, check our social media because we'll uh, certainly be bigging it up. Uh, So good luck. Godland. Are you excited for Godland? If so, let us know on social media where we're at Kvikmindapod. That's K-V-I-K. M-Y-N-D-A-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. In case you couldn't tell, we loved Godland and can't wait to discuss it in more detail in the future. It'll be released in the UK in spring 2023, so keep an ear out around then. Enough time has passed that I now know the results of the official competition at the London Film Festival. Unfortunately, Godland did not win the Best Film Prize, but it did get a special commendation from the jury, who praised the film for its pure cinematic language and formal mastery, and for the immersive atmosphere it creates. So congratulations to Team Godland anyway. We'll be back with another full spoilerific episode next week, so if you want to be ahead of the curve, go and check out the 2010 documentary film Gnar, that's spelt G-N-A-R-R, which is available on dafilms.com. See you next week. Tak bless. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs>